Hello, sports bettors, and welcome back to the Inside the Book podcast, powered by Play Now Sports. Intro music, as always, courtesy of Purple Planet Music, bringing a wealth of sports and sports betting knowledge to the chair. He is Play Now Sports handicapper Duke Williams. I am Bill Brown. Thanks for joining us for this NFL preview show. We're just hours away here from kickoff between the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. They're going to start things off on Thursday evening, and we are here today breaking down all the news, the odds, and the markets available for you to bet on at playnow.com for this upcoming NFL season. Always remember, Playnow delivers a safe and secure online gaming experience, but you must be 19 years of age or older to play. Know your limit and play within it. Opinions expressed by Duke and myself are our own and not that of BCLC. This podcast is provided for entertainment purposes. Please do not rely on our opinions to make your final betting decisions. It's been an eventful uh, few weeks of training camp. Thankfully, though, the preseason is now behind us. We can focus on the games that really matter as uh, we get into the regular season. Like we said, we've got the Packers at the Bears Thursday night football, an NFC North matchup. They're going to start us off. And then uh, Sunday, we've got a full day of uh, football action. But maybe the biggest news over the course of the last two weeks has been the retirement of Andrew Luck. This is a player who, when he came back last year, looked pretty good for the Indianapolis Colts. I think he was a huge reason why they were able to get back to the AFC playoff bracket. Comes into the season again, still dealing with injuries. And uh, I I think he he obviously just said enough is enough. Um, His body couldn't take it. His mind couldn't take it. And uh, it it was time for him to... Uh, hang up the cleats, and um, that has made an impact on the Super Bowl market, uh, the Super Bowl outright market at playnow.com uh, over the last couple of weeks. But uh, Duke, uh, we'll just bring you in here. Uh, how did Andrew Luck's retirement from the game of football impact the Super Bowl outright odds going into the season? Yeah, I mean, it didn't out. It didn't impact a lot of the top ones at all. You know, the Colts were comfortably priced in that mid-tier range to win the Super Bowl. They weren't one of the top favorites. So in that regard, you didn't see a big move there for New England or Kansas City uh, than some of the NFC teams. Where you saw the bigger line moves were more in the teams that were in the mid-range in the AFC. So we're talking teams like the Steelers, the Chargers, the Texans, the Jaguars. Um, you know, they all saw saw some moves, whether it was Pittsburgh from, 20 to, from 19 to 1 down to 16 to 1, the Chargers from 15 to 1 down to 13 to 1. Uh, we saw a big move by the Texans. They went from 35 to 1 down to 27 to 1. So big, big, big moves in those areas. And of course, that Texans move is the biggest one, mainly due to the fact that they now became the favorites to win the AFC South, which puts them in the playoffs, which of course gives them a better chance to win the Super Bowl. So no big surprise to see that big of a move. Uh, but that's re- really where you saw the line moves. You didn't see much of the NFC odds affected at all. It was really just those mid-tier teams in the AFC who were either going to be, A, competing with the, you know, presumably presenting with the Colts for a wild card or the division, um, and then removing them from the picture. Now, call me biased, uh, but I, I don't necessarily believe that this move automatically says that Indianapolis has no chance this season to, to compete in the AFC. Like, 
I, I mean, the NFC, I think, is loaded at the top. I think it's going to be very tough. I think that, you know, to win the Super Bowl out of the NFC, you're going to have to have, I think that bye is going to be crucial. I think it's going to be a really tough gauntlet to get through the NFC. The AFC, as we see it all the time, it just seems like, you know, there's always that soft, the soft matchups where you have a chance to make a run. And listen, uh, you look at the odds to win the AFC South currently, right? We have Houston, who was plus 260 before of luck retirement. They're now the presumed favorite, plus 125. You look at Jacksonville, they were plus 380 before the news. They're now down to plus 240, comfortably in the two spot. Tennessee, which was 5 to 1, plus 500 to, to win the division before the injury, uh, sorry, before the retirement. Uh, they're down to plus 300. And then you have the Colts, who were plus 115, basically even money to win the division. They're now plus 420, and as high, they were as high as plus 550 earlier in the week. So uh, this really, the comp, betting confidence market uh, in Indianapolis has just shrunk. But you know what? I, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that Houston, Jacksonville, and Tennessee are necessarily these teams are just poised yeah, to run exactly. that division. I mean, they all have flaws. Some of their flaws are pretty deep with some of these teams. Look at Houston, just, you know, trading clowny, trading players, just getting rid of a bunch of guys. Yeah, of course, they, okay, they brought back Tunsil, the tackle they were looking for, who they were never able to replace when they, when they moved Dwayne Brown to Seattle a couple years ago. Uh, but, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts on some of these teams. I still don't think Houston's back end is very good. They're secondary. You look at Indianapolis, you know, they still have the best offensive line in football. Uh, they have a solid defense. They're only going to get better. They were young last season. You expect them to continue to get better. Um, and, you know, Brissett's not exactly, you know, Tom Savage stepping into that backup role. Like He's a guy who's played before, ultimately hasn't had a ton of success. But I think they're comfortable in how he's grown over the last couple of years behind Luck. Um, and I think that they, everyone loves him in the locker room. And I think that they're not going to be as bad as everyone thinks they are. Um, so... As for the Colts, yes. I mean, you see what's happened to them. They've obviously taken the biggest hit in a lot of their odds. But, you know, for some, they might see that as an opportunity to get in on them. Well, you know, if there's some serious question marks about the other teams in this division. That's the one thing that sticks out for me is the Texans. I'm not sold on the on the Texans at all. Mm-hmm. I think that they've got some good star players. There's some talent there. But I just don't see that. I don't know if it comes together for them. Thought they were pretty underwhelming in the AFC uh, when they played the Colts last year in the playoffs. Absolutely, uh, Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville's a wild card team, right? What are you going to get? Last year, you're expecting so much from them. Their defense regressed completely. You know, are you expecting to play like that? Do you believe in Nick Foles? Like, that's just a complete wild card team. You know, like it's a hard team to really say yes, 100 percent certainty you're going to get this type of play out of them this year. I I think it's really unknown. We've had the debate in in the office about Nick Foles and Mm -hmm. what kind of player he's going to be. Are, Are you going to get the the Super Bowl MVP? Or are you going to get a player that... that Lost to Tampa Bay as a 14-point favorite last year in Week 2. Exactly. Yeah. So to me, I I think that even though the Jaguars went out, they identified Nick Foles right away as a player that they wanted at that quarterback position to replace Blake Bortles, I'm still not sold on Nick Foles. I think it was great what he did in in the Super Bowl. That was a terrific game. It was a huge win for the Eagles, and he did the best job possible stepping in for Carson Wentz when he got hurt. It took a while to warm up to that level, but by the NFC Championship game and by the Super Bowl, they were rolling, but to me, that's still a huge wild card because I think that outside of a couple of games in the NFC playoffs a few years ago, Nick Foles, in my estimation, still has to go out and prove something. 
For sure. And, and, you know, even running it forward, Jacksonville, you know, they lose their all-world linebacker, Telvin Smith, who just retires out of the blue or wants well, retired to take a year off of football, which is basically retirement. They don't have him all of a sudden. Uh, you know, we still don't really know what you're going to get from them in terms of the production at wide receiver. Yes, D.D. Westbrook, everyone likes him, but, you know, what are you going to get from Keelan Cole? What are you going to get from DJ Chalk? You know, these are guys that are kind of unproven. You're not sure what they're going to do. Um, they, they passed on the tight end this year in Hawkinson, who was there for them. Everyone thought they were going to go with him. They didn't. So, you know, I think that the Jags, as much as you kind of just want to say, yeah, like they added Foles. He's obviously an upgrade over Bortles, and they're, and they're ready to take this step. It's, you know, is it two steps forward, one step back with this team? Like, I think they are going to get better quarterback play. Like, I think, I do think, Foles is much better than Blake Bortles and at least throwing the football. Um, it's just, you know, how does it all come together? I think it's still a really big unknown. The other team in this division, Tennessee, you know, they got a quarterback who, you know, who knows you know, I, from I game Marcus, to game, it's one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. So, you know, and I, as much as I like Vrabel and I like the way he coaches and I like their defense and, and some of the pieces he can put out there, it's just Marcus Mariota is just not a guy I think you're you're putting your bucks behind to win a division in the NFL and make a play or even let alone win a playoff game. Just doesn't do anything for me. I think he's, whenever, whenever you watch the Titans, you always think it's underwhelming to a certain degree. Like they're just a team Mm -hmm. that does nothing to move the needle. Their jerseys suck to begin with. (laughs) One of the worst jerseys in the league to look at. And then you, and you watch it and it's like they play in slow motion, the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. It's just, there's nothing about their game that gets you excited. It's not fast. There are teams in the NFL that I think that are not going to be playoff teams, but you're going to tune in to watch. They're exciting to watch. The the Tennessee Titans Tennessee just don't Ti- do anything. No, for that. the Tennessee Titans. You know they can get. They'll get their one primetime game versus Jacksonville on a Thursday night, and that's and it'll, be, yeah, and it'll be a twelve nine slobber knocker, and that's all you're going to get out of Tennessee. And, so at, at plus three hundred, still that just is. Yeah, I mean, to me, in my opinion, Indianapolis on any given Sunday has a chance to, to still win this division. And at plus 420, you know, I, I like that plus 550 that was there earlier in the week. But, you know, it, it, they're priced accordingly in what the market is now. And I, I would just give it a pause before we expect this team to just completely crater off a cliff. Um, you know, their win totals went from 9.5 all the way down to 6.5 after this. Uh, you know, that's a three-win difference that you're looking at off of the quarterback luck. Probably a fair number. Probably a fair number when yeah. you really think about it. But at the same time, if you think you can get Above replacement level production from Brissett, you know, that might be another interesting thing to look at. It is. Uh, I mean, obviously, that was over the last few weeks probably the biggest news uh, that uh, has come out of the NFL. I think it, it was a, obviously a huge surprise to a lot of people, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it's had a huge impact uh, not just uh, in sports fans, but in the uh, sports betting world as well as we gear up for the, uh, the start of the NFL season. We're going to talk a little bit here about the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a team that uh, you, know, you mentioned here, their, their Super Bowl odds. I uh, did see a little bit of a shift uh, following the Andrew Luck news. So right now at uh, plus uh, 1,600 uh, at playnow.com to win the Super Bowl. Not a lot of betters, I think, are, are paying attention to them at all. But this is a team you made a point just before you hit the record button, and I'll ask you to bring it up again. But this is a team that's kind of flying under the radar going into this season because they don't have the soap opera that followed them for the last two years 
with the Le'Veon Bell contract situation. Then you had Antonio Brown, um, who's now uh, going to the <laughs> taking his show to the Oakland Raiders. This is a team plus sixteen hundred falling. I think, like you said, under the radar. I mean, listen. Before this move, they were uh, nineteen to one to win the Super Bowl. They're essentially tied with with Cleveland in order and odds to win their division this year. Um, you know, and what, whether or not you believe in Cleveland or uh, or Pittsburgh, for that matter, um, you know, it's not here or there. I'm a bigger believer in Baltimore than both of these teams for for other reasons. But you know, you look at the odds and what we talk about, but just they're just not talked about. No one's thinking about them. We're they're, we're seeing them 22nd in total money wagered right now in the Super Bowl is on the Steelers. So uh, you know, less than one percent of the money in total is is on Pittsburgh right now. So that's a team the betters just have kind of forgotten about. And it's like you said, there's no soap opera anymore. Le'Veon Bell reporting or not reporting is not there. Uh, Antonio Brown, his you know whatever he's he is, his yeah. He, he he's out of there, and then now you just have guys like Juju in there and Moncrief and James Connor. and Connor, you know, a guy who beat cancer. Like these are not guys that you that are going to put up. You're not seeing a big show anymore. These are more kind of like back to the day. Get your get your lunch pail and you go to work, right? So I think they're an intriguing team from that aspect that they're flying under the radar. Um, Still don't know if their defense is good enough to win anything, but when you look at kind of the way that the odds have set up for them, you know, for them to be priced, you know, you know, Cleveland at fourteen to one and Pittsburgh at sixteen to one to win the Super Bowl, like I don't know if that's really a, a fair estimation there. Um, so I do, I do think Pittsburgh's flying under the radar going into the year because uh, they have other teams in their division like Cleveland that you know they're just getting more of the attention, more of the press, and and that's kind of the way it is when you add guys like Odell Beckham to your team uh, and you know you have that little spurt and you have a guy like Baker Mayfield, uh, it's you're going to see it. But you know this offense is still prolific. Um, you know you still have Juju in there, one of the most more exciting players in the game. Obviously he's coming off that incredibly costly drop, uh, you know that led to the interception that kind of end their season last year so you know there, there's just going to be a lot of things uh that i think pittsburgh fans are going to be looking for this year and i think they're going to be an intriguing team on the betting markets from a week-to-week perspective when you look at the outright board and we've we've talked about them a little bit here but is is there a team that you look at on the board and you say this they are overvalued in in some way right now either the odds don't necessarily match up with where they should be or that the betting percentages, the, the, the better's fate in this team is a little too high for you. Right? Well, I mean, you already know where one of them is going to be. It's the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cleveland yeah. Browns, 13-1 to <laughs> one to win the Super Bowl. Seeing the fifth most money taken on play now, just not something that I understand. I get. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, get get to a playoff game. That, that's all yeah. I'll say. I mean, this is a team that has shown you outside of nothing, really. I mean, sure... You know, Baker had a little bit of job, but, you know, Freddie's now the head coach, which is a little, lot different responsibility than being an offensive coordinator. People forget about that. Um, you know, let's see how their defense actually kind of plays. Yes, they added Odell, who's obviously a difference maker on the outside. And, you know, you pair him with Juice, and you're hoping for a lot. But, you know, we'll, we'll just see. I, I'm, I have the most – I'm probably one of the more pessimistic Cleveland Browns supporters out there, um, and we'll just have to see how it all plays out for them. The other team that I think is in the same conversation is Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears are currently seventeen to one to win the Super Bowl. Let's not forget. Yes, they had a you know a statistically very good defense last year. Well, their defensive coordinator is now gone. He's now the head coach of the Denver Broncos. So yes, they have Khalil Mack. They have some other pieces there, but 
scheme-wise, Vanjo's defense really changed things. And with him gone, let's see how they are this year. I do not believe in Mitch Trubisky. I, I'm not a Mitch Trubisky not believer. Wow. Not at all. Uh, I just think he's very inaccurate. Just, you know, again, this is a guy, you're, you're telling me they're 17-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, and they also are going to have a pretty tough division. Minnesota, Green Bay, always play them tough. Those are, you know, perennial teams are going to be competitive. And, you know, you're looking at them, you're seven, the Bears are 17 to 1. You look at the Seahawks at 29 to 1, who arguably, if they were playing on a neutral field right now, probably going to be pretty close, you know, in percentage wise and points. Maybe Chicago's here by one or two on a neutral field, maybe not. I mean, I don't know. I think 17 to 1 for the Bears, I think that's just a bad price. I, I would not be betting on that. See them taking a little bit of a regression this year? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm sure they added David Montgomery, and people are really high on this David Montgomery from, 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 from Iowa State. But, I mean, again, rookie running back, what are you really expecting to get out of him? You know, you moved on from Jordan Howard, you have Tariq Cohen. But, you know, I just think that, I think the Bears are just at that price point. I don't really, I, I just don't believe in them at that price point. I mean, the, when you look at it from, are they one of the three best teams in the NFC, four best teams in the NFC? I don't think so. I don't think so. And I think you're paying for them at a premium price right now. Interesting. And at last check, I believe they were three-point favorites uh, at home in the season opener against the Green Bay Packers. That's yeah. interesting, though, that they bring up the, uh, the Chicago Bears. Um, I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I did expect the Cleveland Browns. And I, I look at the Cleveland Browns like the, the new bright light. And they're attracting all these flies. Do you know what I mean? I hear you. This is a team, and and I think that they are going to go one of two ways this year. And they're both on the extreme. Mm -hmm. I think they're either going to be a really good football team, Mm -hmm. or this thing is going to crater big time. So you don't see an 8-8 season out of the Cleveland Browns? I don't see an 8-8 season. I either see them as boom or bust, essentially. There's a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. I think that their defense could put up good numbers getting pressure on the quarterback. They could force some turnovers. Their offense has all the tools to be as exciting an offense as Kansas City or L.A. of last year. But there's a difference between having a great team on paper and then having it translate into on-field results. A team that I always look at, and I, I knock on them, Constantly, but they're really good because they always prove me wrong as the New England Patriots. I look at them and I say, there's nothing really exciting about this team, but they're just a good, fundamentally solid, deep football team. Mm-hmm. Or they, at least they have been in the past. Bill puts and those guys in the position, best positions to exactly. do their job the best, and right? And I just think that there's, you know, they, they've done a nice job building the talent pool in Cleveland, but now you have to get it to translate into victories on the field, and that's an that's an easier said than done kind of task. So yeah. I see the Cleveland Browns. I think that I hope they're exciting. I think it would be great for the fans of Cleveland. But I, I'm like you at 1300. Like I mean, I, mean, I think was, there's I, but there's misconception here. Like I think the Browns, yes, they have the potential to be a great football team. Like they do have the option to do it. But you're paying for them at the price they're at right now to be at the highest ceiling that they're going to be at. And that's which a lot. Is a lot. You're asking a lot there. No, if the Browns are 23 to 1 or 24 to 1, priced somewhere in the middle, priced even even 20 to 1, it's a different conversation. Absolutely. 13 to 1, they're the fifth fifth or sixth best odds to win the Super Bowl. Last year, they went 7, 8, and 1. It was their best year since 2007 yeah. when they were 10 and 6. Yeah. So I'm I'm in the same boat that I think that there's reason for excitement. 
but you gotta show me. Yeah, you gotta prove sure. me. And at that price, I, yeah. I think it's. I mean, you're too high. Give me. I'll I'll just give you a couple of, of like teams, and you tell me who you'd rather have to win the Super Bowl, like at their prices as they currently are. Would you rather have Cleveland at thirteen to one, or Seattle at twenty nine to one? I'd rather have Seattle. Would you rather have Cleveland at thirteen to one or Dallas at twenty two to one? Boy, that's a tough question here. I, I think ultimately I'd like Dallas. I think you'd like Dallas at that, at that price. price too. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. those are the types of things that when you look at, and then okay, and there's another one. Would you rather have Cleveland, thirteen to one, or would you rather have the Baltimore Ravens? Well, the Ravens right now, yeah. Plus twenty nine hundred. I'd rather have the Ravens because I would much rather have the. I think the Baltimore Ravens are, are are the team right now. If I was looking at this board, that in week five, six, or seven, who's the team that's now come up into the mid teens? I think there's two teams that I that I look at on the board currently that have this opportunity. One Seattle. If you look at their schedule to start the year, we talked about it on our podcast last week. When they add Clowney to the mix, now that defense is going to gel and only get better. But if they come out and go four and two to start that season, and you look at the back end of their schedule with the addition of Clowney now, and hopefully maybe they figure out another wide receiver option, that team is not going to be thirty to one to win the Super Bowl. They're just not going to be. I see, I see the same thing with Baltimore. Baltimore gets a nice Miami start here. They have an opportunity to do some good things. But Baltimore is a team where if if Lamar Jackson can channel whatever he's got there, their defense is still pretty good. Um, I, and just the way that they can beat you and wear you down, I think it's a very, very interesting bet right now is Baltimore and Seattle. Those are the two teams I look at on the grand scheme of things, and I say those are the two outliers that currently are priced high 20s that I like to make a move up the schedule. Last last year, they get the Ravens get to the wild card round. Mm-hmm. They essentially they put Joe Flacco on the bench. They go with Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. and he is a different dynamic quarterback than Joe Flacco. He's a completely different mm-hmm. quarterback than Joe Flacco. They get to the wild card round in the AFC. I mean, they only lost to the Chargers by six points, mm-hmm. and, and in a game that they had many opportunities to win. Exactly, and they just and I think that a lot of that too was just Lamar. How confident were did, you know? Did they really give him the opportunity to really kind of throw it and showcase his arm a little bit? I think he's going to get that opportunity this year. I think he's going to throw a it. I think he's going to be better. I think he's yeah. just going to be better. He's going to have a longer leash, and I think he's just going to evolve. I think you're going to see it. I, I do. I just think that at that price, I, I like it. I like it a lot. They they are going to be one of the interesting teams. That AFC North this year, I think, is going to be probably the most interesting division. Could be one of the more competitive divisions as well. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, there's so many factors that, that come into play, and I think that the Baltimore Ravens, based on what they did last year uh, and the potential for this season, I'm I'm like you, plus 2900. I think that's a half decent price for that team. Absolutely. Uh, they, they could make. We always money. talk about futures. Like, where can you find value? Where do you see a team price now? Where in the future they might be a lot lower, or you might be able to hedge off their value as you get into the playoffs. Baltimore and Seattle, to me, are two of those teams. Yeah, and the the Tennessee Titans, our favorite team. Uh, <laughs> plus 4,900 right now to win the Super Bowl. I don't know why I mentioned that. We're just working on the Tennessee Titans today. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's always interesting. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. I love the futures discussion, too. And, of course, that market at playnow.com, betting on the Super Bowl outright, uh, is up until February 2nd. That's the day so, of the Super Bowl. Day of the Super Bowl. So, obviously, a lot of things are going to change over the course of the year. But right now, uh, we should remind people the New England Patriots plus 650 are the current favorites, followed by the Kansas City Chiefs, 
plus 750. Those two teams, of course, squared off in the AFC Championship game last year. With the new NFL season just around the corner, we're bringing back the week one $50,000 rollover pool. Uh, you can head to playnow.com, go to the pools section, make your picks and place a minimum bet of $5 to get into the pool. Pick all the games correctly to win or share the jackpot. Again, we're starting at $50,000. If we don't have a winner for week one, the pool rolls over into week two and that's when you could start to see the, uh, the jackpot grow even higher than the $50,000. Uh, so that is at playnow.com right now. It is available until 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, just before all the uh, the morning games get going. Always remember, gambling should be fun, and the best way to keep it that way is by using your game sense. Betting on sports is a fun way to be part of the action without breaking a sweat. Dive deeper into the how-to of sports betting to understand the odds of the game by visiting gamesense.com. Know your limit and play within it. We'll move on here to the second segment uh, of our show. We'll talk some player props. These are always uh, very interesting, especially at this time of the year. There's a lot going on. Um, and it's, it's interesting to dissect exactly where we feel these players are going to hit in their stats line throughout the year. Uh, some interesting ones. We have Patrick Mahomes over under passing yards right now at playnow.com. Uh, it's uh, uh, 4,610.5 passing yards. I mean, Patrick Mahomes had just a, a killer season last year. Took the NFL by storm. I think that if you're looking at fantasy, uh, this, uh, this was a player who probably wasn't even drafted last year, and then he turns out to be by far the best quarterback in the league. NFL MVP. NFL MVP. Is there any way that you can see the under coming into play for, <laughs> for Patrick Mahomes this this season? Well, I mean, of course. I mean, last year he threw for 5,000 yards. Um, I think that a lot of that had to do with, you know, especially when he started the year, right? I mean, I don't think everyone really knew what how good he was and what to expect out of his arm. So, uh I, yeah, I think that that's where you kind of look at it, right? Okay, that five thousand was that probably the his like peak? Like, is was he, he gonna? Yeah, like yeah. is he gonna really eclipse that? I mean, he has probably the potential to do it. That he's that's how talented he is. Um, but we'll have to see. I mean, their their offense is going to change a little bit from what they were built on last year, at least going into the year with Kareem Hunt. You know, obviously, you know, he was dismissed during the year last year, and they went to Damian Williams, who they liked a lot. But you know, that obviously had an impact as, as Hunt was a very good pass catching back out of the backfield. Um, you know, I think that you're going to also want to. You know, this is also going to be a situation where the Chiefs are the favorites. You know, they're going to have different expectations. Well, last year, I think they went into this year with really not a ton of expectations. You know, you had the rookie quarterback. I think you knew he had the potential to be good. You didn't really know he was going to be that good. So, so yeah, I think the, the under, of course, is going to be in play. There's going to be some regression, I think, there in some of those game, in some of those game you know, percentages that he has. I mean, you look at it last year, just from the way when he got started, and even towards the end of the year, you know, he didn't eclipse through the 300-yard mark at all based on, you know, in, in any of the playoff games that he played in um, or the last two weeks of the regular season. So, you know, I think teams kind of got to figure them out a little bit, um, but he's still very talented, right? I mean, the uh, the one stat that Matthew Berry has about just his worst <laughs> eight games last year basically being on par with the season for Deshaun Watson, you know, in terms of averages, in terms of you know, 298 
you know, this was his worst eight games last year uh, between weeks one and 16. Uh, P- Patrick Mahomes had 298 passing yards, 3.2 touchdowns, interception ratio, um, whereas Deshaun Watson had very similar numbers, basically the exact same numbers, and that was Patrick Mahomes' worst eight games of the year. Yeah. So obviously he had a monster season, probably one of the best quarterback seasons we've ever seen from the fantasy perspective and a regular football perspective. So I think the number's fair. Well, the touchdown number is an interesting one, right? 36 and a half. Uh, obviously, are, are you expecting, you know, them now with the addition of McCoy, with the addition, you know, Damian Williams getting a feature role now? Are you going to see them run the ball a little bit more? Um, you know, touchdowns, like we said, you know, they're they're flimsy. They're variable. They're harder to predict. Um, but, you know, he threw 50 touchdowns last year. Yeah. So when you look at that 36 and a half number, I mean, that would be one that you probably would definitely lean towards the over. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a pretty – Significant drop to go from yes. 50 down 13 and a half points uh, in, in touchdowns thrown. Interesting thing about Damian Williams, and, and you talk about how Kareem Hunt is, uh, he's a pretty good pass catcher. He's no longer on the Chiefs. He's with the Cleveland Browns now. But Damian Williams, when he came into the lineup last year for the Kansas City Chiefs, he caught 23 out of 24 targets for an average of seven yards a catch. He's averaged 8.3 in his career. So I think that this is a player that, when it comes to the pass game, if they use him in that role, that could he could provide Patrick Mahomes with another good target out of the backfield. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I still think Williams is a productive back. He showed that he can be productive when he gets the opportunity. I just he doesn't have that same not, he doesn't have that same gear that that Kareem Hunt had. Yeah. You know, so that's just that's just one thing to remember. And obviously, they've added LaShawn McCoy there now as well. Uh, they got rid of Carlos Hyde, who is presumably going to be their backup. Got rid of him. You know, they bring in you know Shady. I mean, what does he have left in the tank? You know, but if he's using a limited role, I think he definitely has some success there. So um, you know, all in all, I think that this offense is is going to be you know have the definite chance to really do some good things. Um, but I do think you're going to see it come down a little bit from what you saw last year. The, uh, and and, and those numbers are priced accordingly in yep. terms of what the, what the expectations are. Absolutely. Um, we talked about Patrick Mahomes last year, a terrific year as a first-year starting quarterback in the NFL. We'll go to the Arizona Cardinals because uh, here's a player I think that a lot of people have their eyes on, the number one pick from this year's draft, Kyler Murray uh, for the Cardinals. The kid out of Oklahoma, there's a lot of talent here. Really interesting yep. to see some of his props. Right now, I believe we have him at uh, just over, so 3,475.5 passing yards on the season. When you look at that offense, is this a team that right now has all the, the weapons that, that Kyler Murray can, can lean on? Well, I, you know, I think that they would obviously like to upgrade a few of the positions. I, think, I still think they, they need an upgraded tight end. I still think that they would like to have probably a couple more wide receivers as well, even though, you know, they've drafted, you know, they have Isabella, who they really like this year. But, you know, this, this you know, it's hard to really say what you're going to get. This is a brand new offense. This is Cliff Kingsbury, you know, the, the prolific, you know, college offense guy coming to the NFL. Um, you know, we've seen some of these types of offenses before have struggled, but, you know, this is going to be an opportunity here for Kyler Murray in terms of, you know, opportunity. And we talk about opportunity cost all the time, whether it's 
if you're playing fantasy or whether it's if you're, you know, you're playing player props, you know, what kind of opportunities are guys going to have to make numbers and produce? And with Arizona pledging that they want to run 80 offensive plays a game, and you know that he has the rushing upside, you know, you just know this kid has an opportunity to have a monster season. Now, do I think Arizona is going to be particularly good? No, I think their defense stinks. But Kyler Murray could be one of the guys where his football results in terms of the football performance on the season, their team is not very good, but Kyler Murray could be very, very prolific in some of the stat categories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I, so, but it's always hard. And the main reason why I think the Murray one's hardest to predict in terms of like an actual number value is a lot of it being A, we just don't know how this offense is really going to function at an NFL level. Never seen him in the NFL before. And B, does he have the weapons around him to produce? Yes, you know, everyone's high on Christian Kirk. You know, I like Christian Kirk. Let's see him do it. You know, he's a sophomore player. A sophomore slump as a wide receiver is a valid thing. We'll see how he does in his second year. You know, Isabella, yes, he's got great speed. But, you know, again, can that translate into the NFL route tree? What are you going to still get from Larry Fitzgerald? David Johnson being there, I think that's a big valve for him. You know, if we talk about passing yards, I think David Johnson got a big receiving yards uh, season here. So I think Kyler Murray's got all the tools. I think he's in the right offense for him. Let's see what happens. Yeah. It's always tough for rookie quarterbacks. Like, there's a huge learning curve. Mm-hmm. When you play in college, the, the defenses just aren't as they're, – they're not nearly as good nope. as, as what you're going to find – NFL speed NFL. is different than college yeah. speed. It just the is. coaches are better. They yeah. scheme better. They prepare better. Remember, he played in the Big 12, which isn't exactly known for its defense. No. <laughs> so um, I'm intrigued. Kyler Murray is one of my – if he's on my list of top 10 intriguing players for this season, I have high expectations for him, um, and that's kind of how I'll leave that conversation on him. But I do think he's a very interesting guy. You could probably – if you are someone like me who believes – the sky's the limit for this kid, then I would think those overs look pretty appealing to you. The uh, Just looking at their schedule right now, they get the Detroit Lions on Sunday. At home. At home. Okay. Not the worst team to open up with when no, you think I, about I, it. I think, yeah, I, I think you got a point there. I mean, I mean, probably the least sexiest game on the NFL on schedule. schedule. Yeah. Whoever the Titans are playing is obviously the worst, but I mean, this yeah. one's pretty close. This, yeah, <laughs> close second here. But then they go on the road uh, the following week, and uh, we talked about the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, there's a pretty good test on defense for Kyler Murray. be a fun to game to watch. Him. Lamar and uh, Kyler going that, out ahead. That could be a good game, yeah. But yeah. I, I also think, too, that the Ravens' defense. Oh, for sure. If they do their homework. Earl, Earl Thomas will probably be licking his chops a little bit on some of those balls down the middle. But, uh, again, I think opportunities are there for him this year. The uh, interesting bet that we do have on site is the, the match bets, the season match bets. Uh, we do have one uh, right now up on site. It is uh, the most regular season passing yards. Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. This is like the Hall of Fame category here uh, because they, I, Aaron Rodgers, I think last year was a difficult year for him. They had some rookie receivers that I don't think he was quite on the same page with. And Tom Brady is now 65 years old. Uh, <laughs> just obviously didn't have the the – the greatest year of his career last year, playing in his 40s, but still a very good quarterback. The most passing yards here, so the match bet, Aaron Rodgers right now the favorite at minus 152. 
Tom Brady at plus 110. Could you see the underdog in this match bet perhaps taking a shot at Aaron Rodgers, or is this um, pretty much Aaron Rodgers to lose here at this point? I think that this is a big season for Aaron Rodgers. He's taken a lot of heat this offseason from a variety of places, media, a lot of it coming from the media and just fans alike and just, you know, how that relationship ended with Mike McCartney and just his overall play has not been very good. Um, Has not been good as people have expected, I think, out of him. And so he gets Matt LaFleur, he gets the new coach, and the only questions that people want to ask is whether or not Rodgers has the ability to audible at the line of scrimmage. So, it, it, I, yeah, I just think it's, it's one of these situations where how will Aaron react? And, you know, I think Rodgers has really, public perception has not been too kind to him in terms of how he reacts to adversity and how he deals with it sometimes. Um, so, in saying that, I still think he crushes Brady. I just, I do. Okay. I, just, I just think that uh, the New England offense, uh, I really think you're going to see them pound the rock this year. They drafted Damian Harris from Alabama. Give them a, they got Sonny Michelle. They still have James White. You know, I fully expect them to just commit to running the ball this year. Uh, they lost Gronk, obviously. Big loss. You know, they lost their first-round draft pick, Nikhil Harry, already. He's on IR. You know, they had to re-sign Demarius Thomas. Uh, Edelman's been dealing with the finger injury. I just don't... I think the days of Tom sitting back there and throwing it 50 times, I just don't think they're there anymore. I really think you're going to see New England continue to try to win their game. Ball control, ball control. I think Brady is going to have a very efficient season, but I just don't expect him to go back big, and drop back 50 times. I just don't see it happening anymore. Yeah, just not the big numbers that, no. that we were used no. to seeing in, in the past. But then the flip side of that conversation is Rodgers can't stay healthy. So... You know, as soon as these players, as long as these players both played this year, it's a live bet. So um, I think that, you know, when you look at it from that point of view, you're going to get 16 games out of Rodgers because you haven't the last couple of years. Yeah. So that's just something to consider it's, as well. It's an interesting bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, For to, sure. To be sure. And of course, that is available until game time tomorrow between yes. uh, the Packers and the Bears. So that uh, that bet basically comes down September 5th, 5.20 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Aaron Rodgers, the favorite to to take that match. Yeah, yeah it, it's priced, match it's priced uh, I, I where it so. should be. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll just quickly get into uh, running back props. We spoke of the soap opera that is no more in Pittsburgh, but Le'Veon Bell now goes to the New York Jets. He signed as a free agent. They had uh, they have Adam Gase as their coach, so who knows what's going to happen with that offense. Uh, Le'Veon Bell uh, rushing yards right now. We have them set at uh, 1,050.5 at playnow.com. Touchdowns, we have him at 8.5 on the season. I'm not sure what to expect from from the Jets' offense. They have now their essentially their three down back. I don't know what you're going to get from Sam Darnold. I I have a pretty good idea that Le'Veon Bell is going to return close to the player that he was a couple of years he ago. Hasn't played Steelers. football over a yeah, year. Played, but I think well, he's well rested then, oh. and I just don't know what you can get. Uh, from Adam Gase, I mean, this was a guy who went down to Miami and they they spun. So I have no idea what to expect from the Jets. It's a very odd coaching hire, I thought, with bringing Gase in immediately after Miami fired him. Just don't really see what they saw in Adam Gase. Uh, plays at one of the most slowest pace on offense that you can. Um, I don't really know if that suits Le'Veon Bell very well. 
you know, listen, if I'm the Jets, I give it to him 40 times a game. I wear I wear this guy out every single time. Well, he's well-rested. He's, well, like you said, he's well-rested. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, Darnold, I think, has a chance to be a very good player. I do like him. Obviously, everyone just remembers his first game last year, Monday Night Football, had a little pick-six problem. But other than that, you know, I think he's a guy that I think he's going to get better. I think he's. I think you're going to see him really kind of start to come into his own. Now, the problem with the Jets is who's going to catch the football? You know, yeah, they got Robbie Anderson still, but you know, they they, they really just don't have the guys around him. I don't think yet. So, getting getting Bell was important for them for that for that. Like, I think Bell can have a monster season. I really do. I think they need to use him correctly. Um, but it's still the Jets, and you just and it's Gase, and like you say, like Gase was such a bad coach last year, and he has been really since he took over that Miami job. What you expect to get out of him is just yeah, I don't know. It's a wild card. I don't know. And I'll go one step further. They hire Adam Gase in the offseason after he went twenty three and twenty five in Miami, mm-hmm. which is like like your middle, your mediocre. Which I think yes. you either are you either have to be really bad or really good. Being mediocre in the NFL is just boring. Like you don't attract anything. He goes to the Jets and then he wins a power struggle over the GM. Yeah, yeah. It's... They gave him the keys to the car. He had been there for what, like two weeks? Two weeks. Yeah. It's incredible. The Jets are you know it's bad run organizations. They just they end up to repeat themselves and doom over and over again. And that's what the Jets are looking at here. Uh, as for Bell, I think he's an outlier because he's so talented. Um, he has an opportunity. Like I said, I would give him the ball as often as possible. I do like that over total in the rushing yards. I like the over total in the touchdowns. I just do. Um, mainly just because I believe he will get all the opportunity in the world. And I just don't trust any of the other skill guys on the New York, on the New York Jets. Well, the his last two years in Pittsburgh, uh, he had... Uh, over 1,200 yards rushing uh, in 2016 and 2017, and he had nine touchdowns in 2017 uh, to go with seven the previous year. So I think that the, the touchdown total of eight and a half is kind of right yeah. where you'd expect, but the rushing yards, just based on his past work with Pittsburgh, which I think was a better offense and a better team. Oh, for sure, a better offense, better team. But the touchdown one is, is interesting, though, too, because you think about it from the aspect of, like, well, he didn't get a ton of touchdowns because Ben can just drop back and throw it to Brown or throw it to anyone else on the field. Whereas, you know, now in New York, you're going to hope that Bell gets a lot of those carries down at the goal line. So yeah. that's kind of how I see it. I think Le'Veon Bell has an opportunity to, again, have a big season. But Adam Gase could be the wild card in that whole situation. <laughs> you just never know. And then that does play into it. You coaching, never know. Coaching and scheme and the decisions that they make uh, can come into effect here. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out. Remember, every game has an element of chance, no matter your skill level or knowledge of sports. Visit GameSense.com for more information on how to play as well as steps you can take to keep sports betting fun. We'll go right here into the final segment of our show. I think it's going to be a pretty interesting one. Um, basically, it's an open-ended topic discussion here, but your favorite or maybe the most intriguing NFL bet right now on site at playnow.com. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to give you mine because mm-hmm. we've, we've talked about some teams here. We kind yep. of have fun at Tennessee. We ripped mm-hmm. Adam Gase, justifiably so. 
the team with the worst record. And this is a fascinating one. I, I guess maybe I'm a little bit cynical, but yeah, you can actually bet on which team will have the worst record in the NFL this season. I'll give you my candidate right off the hop, and it's the team that Adam Gase left in shambles. It's Miami Dolphins. Hmm. I think I have no idea what to, this. I think this team is going to be really bad. Like we're talking two wins, three wins, tops. Yeah, and I, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think get excited that, uh, about it, dude. <laughs> yeah, I just I can't, Bill. I can't get excited about that. I mean, Miami. They're awful. I mean, there's just no other way around it. Brian Flores, their, their new head coach from New England, has already had all the controversy there with Kenny Stills and the, the Jay-Z songs and just, just not exactly what you're hoping to get out of your first-year head coach, I don't think. So, um, you know, they trade for Josh Rosen. Fitzpatrick's still the starter. I I don't know. I think the Fitz magic has run out a little bit. So I give him his usual two games. Two, three games. So they yeah. beat Baltimore week one, shocked the world, <laughs> shocked and then, the that's, world, it. And then yeah. that's it. That's where the one, one out of three wins comes from. We can see it. They are plus 270 right now at playnow.com to have the worst record in the NFL this season. Uh, that bet available until... Um, give us uh, some, of the, other, give us some of the other options. Well, I'll give you one of the other options here, and I think it's appropriate. The Cincinnati Bengals at plus 500. And the Arizona Cardinals at plus 550, followed by uh, the Washington Redskins at plus 650. I think that it's a two-horse race. I think it's the Dolphins are justifiably the favorites. Sorry, they're at plus 270, and then the Bengals at plus 500. So you think it's a, so you think it's a two-horse race, Bengals and Dolphins? Bang, Bengals and Dolphins, yeah. And I, I can see both teams being horrible this year, but I think that if you're looking at this Turtle Derby, it's the Miami. It's the Miami Dolphins. I mean, come yeah, on. They're not going to be good. There's no doubt. About, I mean, there's no other way to spin it. They're just. They're not going to be good. Yeah, they're, they're a bad team. team. They're a bad team. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take a little bit different uh, approach to my favorite bet that we currently have on the site. But my current bet that we have under the NFL specials under NFL season is the state of the Super Bowl win. Yes. Okay. So yeah. this bet, you basically you're betting on the state that the team resides in that wins the Super Bowl. So you can bet on the state of California, and you would get the Rams, Chargers, 49ers, and Raiders. You can bet on Pennsylvania, which would give you the Eagles and the Steelers. You can bet on Ohio, which gives you the Browns and the Bengals. (laughs) You can bet on Texas, which gives you Dallas and Houston. You can bet Florida, which gives you those Dolphins, Tampa Bay, and Jacksonville. And you can bet on New York, which would give you Buffalo, the Giants, and the Jets. And, of course, there's any other state, which would be the favorite at minus 200. So I just think it's an intriguing bet for the fact that, like, you know, if you were to look at California, you get the Rams, you get the Chargers, two playoff potential teams. You look at Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh, uh, plus 750, plus 450 on California. I mean, Texas is an interesting one. Dallas and Houston at 13 to 1. I just think that's a cool bet. You know, it's not something you see every day. It's kind of an interesting way. It's different, right? Uh, It's different and unique, and I just think it's kind of a cool option that we have on site, um, and that's available for you now. And, you know, Obviously, we're getting started with the new season. NFL games are starting to pop up. Obviously, everything's on site now uh, for week one. Um, But especially what we've done this year and what we've added now 
is when you go into each game, you're going to see what we have now are playing out game specials. So playing out game specials are basically going to be player-related props, game-related props, all that kind of some bigger yardage, but all some fun ones that are all available as singles. Uh, for example, for Thursday's game, we've got a whole bunch of props on here now. Like, you know, if you talk about David Montgomery, David Montgomery for 150 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns, you're getting 11 to 1 odds on that. You know, each team to score a touchdown and a field goal in each half is going to give you 15 to 1 odds. You know, Devontae Adams and David Montgomery each to score two touchdowns, you're going to get 49 to 1 on that. So we have a whole bunch of these. These are going to be available for every game, uh, and they're going to be in the game files. When you go to the actual game, you're going to see them under Play Now Game Specials. There's going to be all five different headings there, all with different options and specials available for you. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's an exciting time. I mean, our, our menu this year is uh, has grown significantly larger, uh, and it has over the last couple of years. Head to playnow.com for uh, all your NFL betting. We'll throw one out here for a Thursday night game. Uh, we did have our first NFL social special of the year, so we give you three betting options. You vote on Twitter for the bet that you want, enhanced odds for at playnow.com. Making a comeback in the late hours today, the Chicago Bears defense to record three-plus sacks and the Bears to win. That'll get enhanced odds at playnow.com for uh, Thursday's game between the Packers and Bears. The other two options were Mitch Trubisky and Aaron Rodgers to have 200 passing, passing, passing yards. Passing yard. Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, and Tariq Cohen to score anytime touchdown. Uh, so it's option two, Bears to record three-plus sacks and get the win that uh, pulled off the late comeback, 44% of the vote. And a reminder that we will have another social special poll question uh, on Friday morning. So uh, that will be for the Sunday NFL games. That is going to do it for our NFL betting preview show uh, for Inside the Book podcast. He is, as always, Duke Williams. I am Bill Brown. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, Hopefully, best of luck with your bets this weekend. Enjoy the games. Remember to use your game sense, know your limit, and play within it.